Glad to see you back for a random curiosity here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I'm your shopkeeper, Chris Baker. And this past Friday, we had a, a lot going on. Of course, not only did we have the movie on Shutter Glorious that dropped, which we talked about on Monday's show, but we also had a surprise bonus episode of The Sandman. Of course, it is a, a standalone episode. It was a two-part episode. We got two little tiny stories in this one episode, which, like I said, I love about the Sandman because the structure of this is so much like what you would get in a comic. You know, we had the first part of the season, which was one kind of story arc. Then we had the episode six, The Sound of Her Wings, which had uh, The Sound of Her Wings and Men of Good Fortune stories from the comics. Uh, were kind of standalone episodes, but tied in with the rest of the season. And then we had the, the final story arc about the Dream Vortex in the last few episodes and then of course this was a an 11th episode that dropped and i was curious as to what happened here was this something that they had planned was this something where they had these extra stories that they filmed but maybe it was making things too long and they were just going to drop this as a standalone episode because everyone really loved that sixth episode that had two smaller stories in it but no this is actually something neil gaiman uh, talked about how they had the plan for this being 11 episodes they were going to tell the story in 10 and then they were going to just surprise everybody and drop this sort of standalone episode off like sometime after the the series or the season proper had ended and i love the idea of that i love that it keeps you guessing i love that uh, neil gaiman uh <laughs> it seemed so giddy in talking about this how they they plan this out and i love these stories because they were very much uh, a part of the Sandman. Sandman 18 had Dream of a Thousand Cats. Uh, 17 had the Calliope story. So they're, they're right from the comics. Uh, you know, are they told exactly the same way as the comics? No, but they really do have the the heart. Uh, and for the most part, they're very true to the comics. But Dream of a Thousand Cats was interesting because they did this as an animated feature. And the animation was quite stunning and very different from the illustrations in the comics. Uh, the animation for this uh, Dream of a Thousand Cats was done almost like an oil painting come to life. So it was very stunning and captivating to look at, let alone the stunning nature of the story in and of itself. And you get Morpheus in this, but in the form of a, a black tomcat that this this main one of these main characters sees in a dream but the Siamese cat voiced by Sandra O oh, uh, gathers all these cats for a graveyard meeting one night and she tells about her meeting with Morpheus and how uh, Morpheus told her of this alternate universe where cats ruled cats were the were the big dominant species and humans were small and served them but it wasn't until uh, one human talked these other humans into at least a thousand of them all dreaming of being the dominant species that they they did that and that they grew and cats diminished in size and, and humans became the dominant species and that cats should rise up because it, it's such a sad tale because the Siamese cat uh, had a litter of kittens and her owners were displeased by this and put him in a burlap sack and threw him in a river that to me 
is unforgivable and so heartbreaking and she became disenfranchised with humanity and, and the cruelty of humanity and that's when she wanted to see if there was another way and she finds this other way and she's trying to talk these these cats into it. just a thousand of them all dreaming the same thing where they are the dominant species again and none of the cats seem to be very interested uh and the one uh one cat says something to the effect of how can you get a thousand cats to do anything the same uh, and really kind of spoke to the independence of cats but there's this one little kitten that says that uh she believes in in the siamese cat and there's a, a bit of the story where you see one of these giant cats kind of tossing a human in the air like they would a mouse and tossing and playing with it and then all of a sudden chomping on it. And and we end on this little kitten sleeping. It had been out all night and it's sleeping during the day and the humans are like, oh, look, uh, she's dreaming. And I wonder what she's dreaming about. And you see her kind of moving her paws like she's tossing something in the air and then it ends on a chomp. And you know exactly what she's dreaming about and pray to god that there are another 999 other cats dreaming the same thing or we're all screwed but i just loved it it was such a great story it had dream in it in a different way it was connective but it spoke a lot to humanity and our place in the food chain and i think it spoke to societal change if you want things to be better people have to have a shared dream a shared vision of what they want the future to be and and much like the cats, humanity, uh, we're all out for our own interests. And once we have a, a shared common denominator that, that unites us uh, like a thousand cats to, to dream the same dream, only then will we see the change that we want but only dare to dream about. Uh, it's just a, a lot of one of those things where it has a message. It doesn't beat you over the head with it and leaves you to, to wonder, to think. To, to talk and discuss and that's one of the things i love about shows like this that they don't tell you what to think but they give you all the all the right questions to ask to to get dialogue going uh the second part of this was the calliope story which mirrored very much the the story of uh, dream in the first like episode of sandman you have this muse who has been captured and she's essentially sold off to another author who wants her to uh, help him become famous again he had a one hit wonder and is looking for more success and she won't do it and there's there's implied rape there it's just it's 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 got horror in it in in a non traditional way and it's very implied they don't come right out and say he rapes her but after he goes into her room he's comes out he's got a scratch on his face and he's furiously typing she tried to fight him off but uh he got his way and made her do his bidding and it, you know that's that's horrific in and of itself but the idea of of keeping this this being of creativity when all he had to do was release her all he had to do was pray to her and ask her for help and be kind to her. It's, you know, it's very much you can either uh, force creativity or you can let it come naturally. And when it comes naturally, 
uh, that's when when things just work. When you force creativity, uh, that's when things become a mess. Uh, that's kind of the way I, I took it, among other things. Like I said, it's very much full of metaphor. And I suppose you could also glean from this maybe a, a cautionary tale about toxic masculinity, replacing creativity with love when when guys try to, to force uh, somebody to love them just because they they want it like i said there's a lot of metaphor and a lot of things you can really kind of draw from this it doesn't really come right out and tell you but i think it leaves it open-ended enough that you can pull different moralities and moral tales and cautionary tales from this story but we find out this calliope is the former wife the ex-wife of dream they had a child together that's no longer here uh, there's a there's a lot of backstory that's hinted at but we didn't really go into and i have to imagine we're going to dive into that in future seasons so that's really kind of interesting and uh, we do it's it's like a lot of the stories in the sandman where you get this story this self-contained story and we don't you don't really get a taste of dream until the very end of it he kind of shows up like he did at this he shows up at the end and punishes the richard maddock character and even through all he put calliope through she still feels sorry for him and and tells uh, dream to to kind of release him and he releases him but not in the way one would imagine nothing way that was uh, very beneficial to Richard Maddock. But there's a lot of backstory in this that, like I said, we only get a taste of that I think really lends itself to broadening the world of the Sandman that we were introduced to in the first uh, 10 episodes of this season. And it this kind of just pushes the boundaries a little further and makes you, you know, realize that there's so much story to tell. And I'm so excited about it. And I love that they did this little kind of like standalone episode. It really didn't tie into the other stories, but it was very much uh, a part of the other stories, uh, part of the, the theme of the other stories. And, it makes me excited for what they're going to do because there's a lot of like stories that don't really have a huge arc in the comics but are interesting like the Midsummer Night's Dream story in the Sandman. I I'm you know I didn't think they would do an episode on that, but maybe they do. Uh, it's going to be weird, but I, I like that. I think that's going to be interesting. And it's really, this adds to the excitement of what's to come with the Sandman series on Netflix. Because like I've said before, Netflix does a lot of shit wrong and they screw a lot of things up. But every once in a while, they get something right. And I don't even really give it to Netflix. They just purchase the rights. It's the people who are making this. It's Neil Gaiman. It's the people that have put this show together and are producing this show that really deserve the accolades. Not so much Netflix, but Netflix would uh, behoove themselves to, to keep this going because there's a lot of good things in the future for the Sandman series. And this little one-off episode, uh, Dream of a Thousand Cats and Calliope, was just a fun little PS to the end of season one that I was pleasantly surprised to to get when I came home from work on Friday. So there you have it. That's a, uh, a random curiosity talking about the little bonus episode of The Sandman we got. Uh, be sure to check out Odds Bodkins on Facebook and uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please leave a five-star review. Uh, we certainly do appreciate it. So until next time, 